Hello, hello, hello. This is the Pursuit of Purpose, and we are back for another week. Tonight we have Kevin, Nelson, and our special guest tonight, the professor, Brian Fleming. Hey, guys. Your wife, your wife corrected us on that one. Oh yeah, she said carpenter. He, yeah, he's he is not a professor. He's a carpenter. That's what she said. She made oh, that man. very clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was glad to have you back. You can, this is the second one for you. Yeah, it's that's good awesome. To be back. You see how it works out now. You say you enjoy something, and then you're wrapped up in it. Yeah, uh, I, was, I was nervous the first time for sure. This time it's a little easier. I'm like. But sometimes that's the way it is. I get nervous about things, and I, I know they're good things, so I'm like, I should do this. And I'm like, if I fall on my face, and that's awesome, because then I have that out of the way. I'm like, all right, now I can go ahead and roll, and I have to think about it so much. I I mean, to, to say I listen to mine now and don't cringe is tough, but the beginning was rough. Yeah. But, you know, it's just kind of learning how to do it. At least you don't have the voice of a little girl like Nate. Well, that, that certainly helps. <laughs> He's not here to defend himself. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's, that, it's that, best when you can say bad stuff. That's about how me. this works. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's neat. Just you know, as we're talking, and you already are getting into our subject, which is which is cool. Just even by the things you just said about your approach to the podcast, um, because today we're going to talk, and I'll let you talk more about it, Nelson. But we're going to talk about introverts in the church. That's going to be. I mean, it's it's a book you and I have both read and looked mm-hmm. at i think the what was the official title that you had said let's call this uh quiet faith in a loud world yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah which i really like so yeah. write that down for the title <laughs> um jot but, that down yeah but we had talked after the show last time you were you were on with us um yeah. which i i thought was a you know went really 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 well but you had you had said some things and I had, I had mentioned, you know, that's very introvert esque, like in, in how you approach things. And I just kind of pointed some out and you said, really? And we just, we started talking about that. Yeah. And then I mentioned this book and I said, you know what, this would be a really good podcast. Hmm. And, and reason being is because, um, for a lot of people, you know, in being an introvert in the church, those things really don't it, it doesn't seem like in our culture they mix well if if you're quiet if you're reserved if you like doing things behind the scenes even as an extrovert and I'm I'm very extroverted and you know um but even even for myself like when I'm asking someone to to do something like asking them to like be on the show or asking them to do a job that I don't necessarily like to do I, I sometimes feel bad but there are probably things that you love to do that if I asked you to do, like I would think that's a chore, but you would think, oh my gosh, I love doing this. Right? Yeah, this is a different a different uh, builds. Yeah, I mean, literally the way we're built different. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Like to so, sit and write or read, I'm like, yes, sign me up. But I'm like, to talk to somebody for 45 minutes? No, 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 no. <laughs> Hence why you're on a podcast. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> but, and even, and I want to talk about this, you know, as we get into this, and, and I'm sorry, Nelson, like we get, we got to back off and do our news and our other stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, but one of the things I want to talk about is energy. Um, and I don't know, you know, kind of if you've, uh, if you've looked into that or if you, if that was good for you, but one of the things they talk about in the book is how do we get our energy? And I want to talk about that because I think that's a really neat thing and a really neat aspect of being an introvert or being an extrovert and how we, how we, 
how we get energy. So like right now, as we're as we're having a conversation, I'm getting in. Yeah, like I can I'm, see you. You're, ugh, yeah. you know, I'm getting <laughs> built up for it. Right, my like my juices start flowing. I, I I become very passionate about it. Whereas I know for you, not not always, but I know for you probably it is more draining for that that aspect of it. Not not that it's not that the topic isn't interesting and you don't have a passion for it, but just it's hard to be in that setting and be energized. You you lose energy in that probably more. Generally, yeah. And it's weird here though. Like it's weird even thinking about that as we talk about it because here it's three of us, right? Right. So three of us isn't a bad thing for an introvert, right? It's a small group. I'm like, right. you guys are trustworthy, good dudes. So I'm like, cool. We have a bit of relationship built. I'm like, not awkward. But the thought that other people are listening to this, oh man! And I'm like, I mean, there's probably like ten, but I'm like, I'm like, oh my god! Like, he took, he took us down to ten. I'm sorry. We have twelve. Okay, twelve. To the be, whole uh, dozen. Yeah, yeah. Come on now. I'm sorry. It's a baker's dozen too. So oh oh, that add them up. Is Throw in thirteen. Isn't baker's dozen thirteen? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I hope there are like a thousand people listening to it for real. <laughs> yes, would, I mean, absolutely. We, uh, I found out from my uh, my wife's uncle on Easter actually that he's always liked the post or shared the post on yeah. Facebook, but he doesn't know how to listen to it. So that was kind of interesting. He's never listened to it, but he always shares it. And he's always excited about it, but <laughs> he doesn't know how to get access it. <laughs> it <was kinda laughs> like, push it, push yeah. it again. Listen, it should be all right. You should get there. So we'll jump into some news real quick. Okay. And, um, there's, you know, quite a bit going on this week. Uh, I've kind of dug around just to see what we could find out there. Uh, what I've really kind of, uh, been looking forward to this week and this weekend is the masters. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I saw that yeah. today. The, I got a buddy who's there. No kidding. That's pretty yeah. awesome. That's yeah. uh, especially, could you imagine? especially that's with the reduced capacity right now, that's mm. a pretty lucky ticket yes, to get right is. now. And, I think everybody just really enjoys like the pageantry is probably not the right word, but like the, the tradition of mm-hmm. the masters. And that's really, I know a lot of people that that's the one tournament a year that they watch and just kind of follow up with. And it's got some unique history. Um, one of them is they always have a meal the Tuesday before it starts and the, the previous champion gets to pick the menu and looking through some of them. There's some, there's some odd ones with everybody that's from around the world that have been playing and, um, Tiger Woods had a good one when he first won it in 1998. Can you guess what it is? Uh, so okay, like, can you give us? Can you give us like a hint to get he, us in the ballpark? Well, don't look at my screen. Okay. And <laughs> he was a kid. Remember, McDonald's. Close. Hmm. I don't. I'm like. Corn dogs? I don't know. Cheeseburger, french fries, and milkshakes. Yeah. Which oh, actually man. some of the guys on the tour were talking about how they really enjoyed it because they'd never get to eat that. Right. Because they're always trying to eat healthy, so oh, they yeah. really enjoyed that. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, it shows that he was still That's, a kid. Everybody was, was trying to eat healthy except for Jim Daly. He does not or care. John Daly. John, John Daly, Daly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's still. That guy don't eat healthy. <laughs> he's, he's still a freight train. That's for sure. He's. he's oh, I just saw an interview with him the other day. He's still smoking. <laughs> still smoking. He, he doesn't drink water at hey, all. He, you know why? He's just not a quitter, man. <laughs> Nobody likes a quitter. Nobody likes a quitter. <laughs> uh, another interesting thing. I found a company that was um, it's out in California that they are... Um, after the wildfires, instead of replenishing the population of trees by hand seeding, they're actually using drones to do it now. And they can cover like six times the area for half the cost. And it's a really interesting way to do it. So just broadcasting the Bro- seed? Yeah, broadcasting huh. the seed over these mountain ranges and stuff, which is a really 
And they've got to have, you know, the FAA approvals for the, like, because they, they call them drone swarms, which is kind of mm. ominous. Yeah. That's scary. But but they're busy. Do you think you could incorporate a drone into your... Sermon? Agriculture. Oh, I definitely could. <laughs> I definitely could uh, in agriculture, but I'm really thinking what would be neat is if we could incorporate it into sermons, right? Like, like the applause bar <laughs> yeah. for the old television yeah. shows, but it's just like a praise drone. It lights up. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Until it goes haywire. <laughs> or if somebody starts nodding off, we'll buzz their heads. Yes. I like it. I like it. But this past week was Easter. And yes. I think what a yes. be- what a beautiful day. It was. I mean, that was just the perfect, beautiful day. It was gorgeous. And we just had a great service. We I, I looked at the attendance board out in the lobby and just to see two hundred and seventy five on there yeah. was uh just a lot of awesome people thing. came back this week and it was I hope this is, I mean, in in years past, I mean, you know, you always kind of get a spike, but I hope this was a, a something to build on. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. there's a Just lot of people that have stayed away for, you know, I mean you know rightfully so for with the covid stuff you know and and just you know there are people who have reacted to that you know differently and i know some have don't want to wear masks and so they haven't come and some you know are worried about not wearing masks and so they haven't come you know and being around people but i hope i hope this is something that we can build on going forward because i i told emma well i told several people it for the first time a lot of people are vaccinated now and so a lot a lot of people are very comfortable being around others um, and it just, it felt normal maybe for the first time, like yeah. in a long time, like it felt, it felt like that was, that's pre pandemic. That's not a feeling that you shared alone for right. sure. It felt, it felt right. Yeah, it yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. It really it did. did. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, one of the things and I'll just share this with Brian specifically that uh, with, uh, praise and worship and, uh, they played the song King of Kings mm-hmm. on Sunday, and I'm telling you... Is that the King of Kings? Hallelujah. Do you know that song? Kings, Lord of Lords, glory. Hallelujah. That's it. But there was one... There's one... It's not that song. There's one I, part right. of that song that um, uh, it says, Till from heaven you come running. And I don't know what it was about that, but like... That stuck with me. Hit you. I mean, and like, admittedly, to the point where the first few minutes of your sermon, I don't like that one. Just hit me. And um, how did how did how did it go? Say that. Say the uh, line again. I've got the lyrics up here. Let pull me it up. pull those up real pull quick, up. and we'll get Brian to sing them. But uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we're really uncomfortable. No it's one's a, listening. Right. Um, go a, ahead. It's right at the beginning of the song. In the darkness, we were waiting without hope, without light, till from heaven you came running. And just the just the running verb of that really like set with me, and um, I just really enjoyed it. And you know just, the the illustration Jesus gives of that, the father, you know, the prodigal son, and the father runs to yeah. his son. I mean, that's you know, essentially that's that's where yeah. we get that yeah. that imagery of of God, and and the reality is like. He there's does. intent, and yeah. there's 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 motivation there. Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. Uh, kind of. Uh, Basis of the sermon was that faith is a gift, um, focused in John twenty, and yeah. you want to follow up on that a little bit. Yeah, the the basis really was Jesus. Well, that was a very important part. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he died and rose. That was the, the no, yeah. <laughs> no, you're right, Nelson. the The main thrust was, you know, the gifts that he gave 
from that. And, and we looked at John 20, and you can go back through, and you can see all the all the things that he gave, all the things that we received, all the things that were given. And there's peace, and there's joy, and there's forgiveness, and there's love, and there's you know wholeness, and all those things, all those things that we want, all those things that make life right, um, and, and what we look forward to in heaven, right, for that to come to fruition and be complete. Um, you know, but the, the what, what that all essentially c- goes back to is that faith is a gift. Um, and, and I think a lot of times, you know, we take this idea of accepting Christ and, and we absolutely do have a free will choice in that, but I think we take that and say, okay, well, like it's it's our it's our faith, and mm-hmm. it is not our faith. He gives us that faith. Um, go back and listen to the sermon. It's it's you know this, we don't have enough time to to, to get into that whole subject, um, but you can check that out on the on the website leesburgcc.com. Um, and or you can Vimeo. We have we we have them on Vimeo as well. So, um, but yeah, that was that was the thrust, and and um, I think something that we don't consider all the time, and something that I learned, you know, just um, in my studies. But uh, especially listen to um, Tim Keller, uh, who is a f- phenomenal preacher. But he he talks a lot about that and a lot of the, his sermons and stuff. So, uh, and it's a really good a really good point to consider. Right on. I know we did all, and we all enjoyed it. Did you? Did you get your new tractor lights? I did. Excellent. Let me. Let me. So the reason they bring this up is because I use it as an illustration about <laughs> liking new things, getting new things. How we all enjoy that, and how I had tractor lights coming. But yes, there is a but. This was said in oh, the yeah. sermon as well. The lights came in, and I go to install them, and. They don't have the right hookups, so the company is sending me the proper installation hookups to convert them in whatever way. So, so I was out planting this week, and I didn't have my lights, and I'm just sitting there bummed out because I have all these lights <laughs> sitting in the barn waiting to go on the tractor. And I guess beyond the lack of function, you're like pouting, like, "Oh, my lights!" I was so happy, <laughs> I was so excited, and they're nowhere. I'm still excited because. You know, there's still a lot of season left, but my first night out in the tractor, I was like, man, where are my lights? My lights are sitting in the barn and they should be on my tractor. Yep. Right. So, They're on yeah. the shelf. Yeah. That's right. Like yeah. that bell for the for the bicycle. Oh, my cool bell. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. It's the exact same thing. I yeah. just want you to know it is right. just on a bigger scale, yeah, for yeah. sure, a little, and what? a much more expensive yeah. scale, yeah, right. and, and <laughs> diesel powered. <laughs> oh, the service though. One of the things that got me too, and you're speaking about that, the video that you shared at the end of it. Mm. Oh man, Dude, that yeah. one got me. How excited like, they were! Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna. Uh, what I. So one of the things, and I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things that was said to me is that my sermon was almost a cliffhanger. Did you guys feel that way? Like, because I showed the video and it was just like, okay, we kind of, we kind of ended it afterwards. Anyway, I, that, that was said, that was shared and I appreciate it. You know, I appreciate any, um, critiquing at all, you know, all of it because I think it's, I think it's healthy for us. It's actually, you know, you talk about introversion and, and extroversion. And if you have an extrovert who 
is not willing to receive criticism, then, you know, then that's a problem. It's a huge problem, you know? Mm. And so, um, I, you know, I, I, I received it well and, and I think it's good, but I, I think what I'm going to do is kind of build on it this week. So we got to finish our series, you know, the gospel according to David and we, and we will, but I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to try to tie that in and kind of maybe, you know, do a little more with it because I do think it's a very important piece that, that we could kind of, you know, piggyback off of and, and, and kind of go into and build on. So I, I'm, I'm going to try to do that this week. I'm going to see how it goes. I haven't, I haven't fully in, you know figured out how I'm going to incorporate that yet, but, but I, th- I think I will. And I think I'll, I'll elaborate on that a little more. Yeah. I mean, it was just heartbreakingly beautiful to see like when the, like, we get used to the idea like you said the faith is the gift like that's the most important gift yeah but we in western culture we're like provisions are the gifts yeah thanks jesus thanks for the truck i'm like no no man no <laughs> like no faith that's the yes. gift yeah and to see those people like so thankful for the word in their the language word. i'm like man like, <laughs> yeah and the way he was speaking it was like like the prophets spoke i mean oh, it was my. like my, my Lord, my Lord. I'm like, oh, it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Had yeah. me in tears. I get up there to play and I'm like, straighten up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can't have that. No, no. <laughs> yeah. So I think we'll just kind of jump right into the subject. I think um, it's going to be a good one. And uh, so we'll do the introvert in the church. Yeah. What was the title again? Um, quiet, quiet faith in, in a loud, loud world. world. Quiet faith in a loud world. A loud world. That's a. Uh, accurate description i would say yeah i was taking it i mean and i think that the importance here is loud world right Mm -hmm. quiet faith loud world i think people can take when you get a subject like introversion extroversion personality types right and they can make assumptions like all right so now you're going to say why this is great and the other one's bad i'm like no 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 like i'm not this isn't about putting one above the other this is just about how Kevin was saying, like, this one's kind of been <clears throat> overlooked in ways because of the quiet nature of it. Uh, the loud world, like, Western civilization especially, like, extroversion is just the jam. Like, that's what, you know, it's everything's kind of go, go, go. And the more chill spots are, like, sort of looked at as, like, awkward or weird or shy or something, which part of that is, I mean, that's me for sure. Part of that stuff is me. But part of it's just also the way we're wired differently. Like, the way we process things is slower, you know, just different things I never noticed. It was actually really cool that you brought this up because it was like an eye-opener to me. Oh, my gosh. This is why this happens. Weird. But, um... Yeah, I mean, that I mean, that was the conversation. It was... And I don't know. I mean, I don't know why I keyed in on those things, but there were just... There were things that you said. And maybe was, I was I was going through that book, so maybe it was just some of those things that I was reading, you know, and... and because I think, you know, my wife is not... Uh, an extrovert. She, she's very much an introvert, but not like, you know, debilitating. And she's learned how to like work in, uh, you know, in with groups of people, but it definitely anytime, like even, you know, anytime we're going to have people over, it's so stressful for her. It's such an energy, you know, taker for her, you know, to do that. Whereas me, I'm, I don't care what's going on. I'm like, yeah, come on over, you know, no big right. deal. Yeah. Yeah. Just show We're up here. here. Just show up. Just <laughs> yeah. be here. And, like, and she's yeah. like, no, make plans. We'll set this. It's this time. Don't show up early. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah, it's just very, <laughs> leave at this time. <laughs> it, you know, <laughs> what's, what's, what's crazy is like, we, and this is why God puts people together, right? Like when, when people show up, she still enjoys it. Or when we plan it, 
I'm I always think to myself, man, you know, by by taking time and planning it like she wants to and doing it her way, like you know, this is this is good. This is you know, it creates an, a good environment and all those things that you worry about with people just show up. Like, what about this? What about this? Like, it's there and like we we can just spend more time like enjoying one another and and, and going through that. So so there there's value in both uh, right. those things. But yeah, it, it, and I and I, again, I think there's a lot of value. I think there's a lot of people who feel like they have to fit in by being a certain way because the church has emphasized certain personalities and personality types over others that have extremely huge value that is being neglected, you know, in some ways because it's too easy just to kind of overlook it. And our culture almost forces us to, you know, because of the busyness and because all the things going, it's distracting you know, one of the things in the in the book that um, he talked about was a conversation with an introvert who's a professor who she says, you know, where at times in academia she would have valued and just loved getting into a book and really going through and studying it and, and kind of working through it, you know, because of social media, she finds herself just on it all the time to where she has to set her phone down to do the things that she loves to do. You know what I'm right. saying? Because it's just overwhelming. Yeah. Right. It's overwhelming. And our culture is just, you know, feeding us and throwing all this stuff and keeping our minds busy and and not allowing us to really kind of sit back and be, you know, and really that's it. Just sit back and be. be. Right. Right. Be. Yeah. You're going through it. You got, you oh, got I, other thoughts? There was an idea. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. I mean, it was interesting, you know, topic to just start thinking about because it's, it's just something that's not really ever brought to the forefront to really like, you know, and to look at yourself to try to define what you feel like, you know, if you're extrovert or introvert. And it's kind of interesting to see um, where you kind of feel like you line up, you know, and it's uh, and then to see where, you know, you might feel where that's inadequate or or, you know, could be overbearing, you know? And so it's kind of been an interesting subject to think about this week, for sure, you know? Where would you place yourself, Nelson? I would definitely place myself more in an introvert. Introvert. Yes. I, see, I, I and that's why I was like, I, I, I don't know where, I think Cody would probably be more introvert. Nate's definitely more Ex- extroverted. Extrovert. Um, and how he kind of, but I, I was thinking that, I was like, you know what, this, I'm, you know, I was glad you were able to be here this week because, um, I, I felt like you had you probably had some insight, and so like, if you know within just the normal workings of the church, I mean, you're you're on a podcast which is very you know would be considered maybe extroverted, although it is just a small group. Like, do you, have you found it hard to fit in in the church? Like, in because I, I remember you saying, I, I remember you saying this, and this is what makes you think of this. I feel like we're sitting there and talking, and I don't have enough knowledge or understanding to add to the topics always when we get into the Bible stuff. You feel insecure about that. Do you feel like that stems from that a little bit? I would say yes. Um, just, just not wanting to, and it's something that we've talked about too before, where I want to have every angle figured out in my mind before I voice it kind of thing. So that kind of limits you just to, to learn in a way where you don't get out and just, I mean, it's okay to be wrong. It's okay Mm -hmm. to ask questions, but some part of me wants to just figure it out. 
and then talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. So you got the the T part of the, if you do the the letter series, right? The thinking introvert. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, So that's definitely where I would probably fall in. And then, you know, even in the church uh, environment, like I've found myself trying to serve at other churches where it's where I find myself wanting to be the, the one that sets up chairs or Mm -hmm. helps people park or, you know, things like that. And not so much as, you know, in the upfront on, on the stage kind of thing. So, but it, but in that, and here's the thing, like, so, I mean, I, I don't deal with this as much now, but I remember like early in ministry when I was starting to work at some different churches, they would, I would be doing those kind of tasks and I'd be like, okay, I need to get done with this so that I could <laughs> go next one speak <laughs> to a group of people. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's where my, yeah. that's where I go. Okay. When do I get done with this? And so like yeah. even asking people to do that stuff is really hard for me. Like I, I find it hard to ask people because I don't want to do it. Cause you feel like it's a burden. Yeah. I, yes. But to someone else it's a blessing. You're like, Oh yes. Get me away from these people. <laughs> Not in it, a bad way, but just, well, I want to be more alone. Okay. <laughs> I, okay. This is a preacher to, to you guys question. Cause this, 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 yeah. this, this opens like a bunch here. Okay. So like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to ask, I'm going to put you guys on the hot seat. Okay. Go for it. What do you guys think when we send out the pamphlets that say, check the box of the thing that you want to do. Because we never get people to respond to that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, where where we could put out some tasks and some jobs that, you know, like that, that maybe, hey, parking, or hey, greeting, or hey, this, or hey, that. And, you know, I'm not going to say that we've always done a good job of, like, then filtering people into that and assimilating very well. I think that's been maybe one of the hardest things here because... We're so organic, I think, in some of the things that we do here at the church. We don't have enough structure that we don't always get people moved to the right places or give them the right opportunities. But like, what when you guys see that, like, what what comes to mind? Like, where do you think? Do you think? Do you think I'm not good enough? They could get somebody else. There'd be a hundred people that sign up for this. They don't want me. Like, what what do you think? That's yeah. That's part of it. Some of those thoughts. Um, sometimes for me, it's a. One of the biggest things I check myself on is busy factor. Mm-hmm. Even before I realized, realized, like when you brought it up, how much introversion was affecting the things I do. Like I would think about how busy I am. If I sign up for this, it means I have these things that go along with it. And I already have a lot of good things in my life. I'm like, I'm like so how can I fit this into there without knowing that like I will get drained if I have too many things that are, I'm like, which is weird to sing it. Cause I'm like, that's an awesome blessing in itself to know that now my life is made up of so many good things that, I juggle. So I'm like, where do I put the next good thing? Or mm. what do I put down, right? Instead of having like train wreck stuff like before, I'm like, man, yeah. So it's almost making sure that you find the right thing. Yeah, yeah. The best use of my time. Right. You know, and, and not to be drained, some, to, to balance it somewhat. Yeah. And I think, you know, like I kind of piggyback on that is like logistically for me. Uh, I look at it that way where um, with – my work schedule and having to work certain weekends and random weekends, it's hard to sign up for a, a duty that is obligated every week because eventually someone's going to have to fulfill that for me, you know, and, and it might be short notice. So it's, it's a guilt factor almost like, for sure. Yeah. I, if I say yes, then I have to, then my commitment has to be a every week thing. And if it's not, then I can't say yes. Like an underlying fear of failure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, guilt would probably be pretty. I mean, like, because when I say that this is what I'm going to do, I'm pretty hard on myself to do right. it. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, and it, go ahead. Were you, you were going to? No, say no I was just agreeing. I guess. Yeah, I'm. I'm with it. That guilt thing will get. Yeah. Yep. Well, 
that, that kind of segues into one of the things that, you know, we had already talked about, but you know, that I think is important is, is this is energy and how do you get your energy and, and, you know, um, where does, where, what's the source of that? And then are we, <laughs> okay, how do you get your energy? And then are we actually doing the things that energize us? Because a lot of times, one of the illustrations he used was he went on a mission trip one summer, hmm. the writer of that, of, uh, introverts in the church. And he yes. went there and within the first week, like he started to feel this fatigue and set in and he attributed it to a lot of different things. But when he looked back after discovering in what being an introvert and what he needed and what he needed to set aside and talking to people who, who were also introverts was that he just, he wasn't maybe getting enough sleep. He was in a culture that is very extrovert, you know, in, in how they approach, you know, things and do things. They overemphasize that. And so he was being bombarded with relational things that were sucking his energy. And he spent the entire summer. And at the end of the summer, he thought, well, I'm not made for missions. When what it was, was he just hadn't discovered himself. Yeah. yeah. And how to rest and how to 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 set himself up for success based on his energy level and not, you know, overdoing it or, you know, um, putting himself out there too much. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was a really good part. Um, one of the things that helped me with that actually was you got me, you kind of helped me here with uh, an accountability thing. I don't read enough anymore. Like I listen to things, but I don't physically read enough anymore. So I got this book to read it for this and then, um, it was awesome. I blew through it. And then I thought, I need to keep this streak going. I need to start reading. So I grabbed one of the books that was just sitting on my shelf. I was like, I need to read something next, right? And it was um, The Five Marks of a Man by Brian Tome from Crossroads mm-hmm. Church. Yeah. And it touched on something right here with the rest factor, right? And it, that one stuck with me this whole past week after I read it. And it's the, uh, the idea that God created us, right, on the sixth day. And the very next day was a day of rest. Mm. So the first thing that we experienced as mankind, as Adam and Eve, right? was rest. Yeah. Rest and the ability to praise him and just enjoy his creation and him, right? To spend time with him and to rest and just fill up before the work. Yeah. In this culture, it's about more about getting the work done and sleeping when you're exhausted, not to be filled up to do the work. Or or work to rest. Like I work to get to the point where on the weekend I can rest when yeah. actually Sunday is the first day of the week. Exactly. Yeah. It's the Sabbath, you yeah. know, it is, it is where we set a day aside to, to, for him, you know, it's the first fruits and it's the same thing with tithing. It's the same thing with our energy, with our time, with all the things that we do. Like it is what the first thing we do is we give to him. You know, right. I think that's so hard. Even like, you know, when we, in our paychecks, like we don't think, okay, like I need to take this out first Mm-hmm. To give, and then I'd pay for the other trust things factor, that I like, need. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is. Oh, wow, am I gonna have enough? Yes, he's gonna make sure you have more than enough. Exactly. Well, every time. And now it may not be what you think's enough, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it will be enough. And and so it is. It's it's your time. It's your energy. And it is hard. Like even on Sundays when we're not working, you know, you know. Of course, Sunday morning is 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 work, you know, and it, it's a very different work. It's not a manual labor for me, you know, but when I get up, like I spend myself spiritually to the point, like you, you could ask anybody in my family who's hung out with me after 
after church when I don't have to be on my best behavior, like it's harder for me to like my, I don't, I want to say this without getting myself in too much trouble, (laughs) (laughs) but I have less of a filter Mm -hmm. in what I say and why Mm -hmm. I say it. I'm, when I pick on people and and that's like one of my love languages is picking Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) like, like picking, if I'm picking on you, it's probably because I like you, but, but I'm, I'm more mean with how I pick and my emotions are more roller coaster esque, yeah. you know, like it's up and down and, you know, all over the place just because spiritually I'm so spent, like, you know, just, you know, from that morning and the build up to it. And then, you know, the release of that thing, you know, that, that message that I've been thinking about and contemplating and rolling around in my head and, and then giving it out and giving, you know, a lot of who I am emotionally and everything yeah. in that, um, that, you know, I'll sit instead of like resting, like resting for me would be if I took the kids and I just went for a walk, that would be rest. Yeah. Instead, I think I'm tired. I sit on the couch and I watch TV or I flip my phone open. That is not rest. In fact, that's draining, you know, that's, that's more draining than, than if I just, if I, if I got down the floor and expended some energy playing with the kids is, would be more rest. But it's so hard because our culture is always pushing us to that thing. Yeah. It's an industrious culture, which is not a good thing. Busy, do something. I'm like, man, no. Sometimes just rest. Yes. Pray, meditate, comp- contemplate, just think for a minute, just chill. Yeah. Or don't think. <laughs> Enjoy. Hear the still small voice of God. Like sit in nature and just Yeah. Just just be there. And the thing the word what did he say? I think the word he used was like atrophy. Yeah. He used the word that our our internal self is 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 atrophying? Atrophy. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. That's right? Yeah, that's you're, correct. You're the medical expert here. Oh, that's a stretch. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> professor, expert, medical expert. Yeah, 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 he's a doctor. He's a doctor. A doctor you're a yeah. professor. Yeah. He's a doctor. And I'm just I just got promoted. <laughs> um, but atrophying, like that's that was and that, that word, like it was like, oh, yes, yeah, that's a good word. Just yeah, it, you know, we are. I mean, we're that part of us is dying to where even our focus. I mean, you guys know this. What what is your focus level when it comes to? I mean, I, even I'm, I've talked about listening to a book by Grant, you know, on, on Grant, even listening to this book, like sometimes becomes a chore when it's not that I'm not enjoying it, but it's just, I'm thinking, what's the next thing? Yeah. You know, when, when you have, when you have the, the video feed on Facebook coming up or whatever, and you're flipping through those, it's, you know, 15 second, 30 second, one minute video, and then the next, and then the next, and then the next, and then the next. And the fail ones are, are the best, right? So <laughs> people failing, you know, super fails, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, like those are awesome right, to yeah. watch. But I, I sit there and like an hour goes by and I feel so drained. And mm-hmm. when, if I'd have taken that hour and I just opened the word, read a verse and just thought, okay, God, like, what are you saying? Or even throughout the day when I'm driving my car, like my mind's racing. What's the next thing? Who do I need to talk mm-hmm. to? Who do I need to call? What do I need to do? How do I keep the business going? How do I keep the church going? You know, whatever else. You know, what's going on tonight? What What am I doing with the family? When can I do this? How can I? Hmm. It's just go, 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 go. It's nonstop. I'm just just rolling, man. Huh. 
but I, I, you know, I think that the value of discovering that, you know, a proper rhythm in our life always is going to create more health doing it God's way instead of our way. And do you think, because what he talks about there, like the way the the minds work different, the processing, the actual chemistry part, right? Like when your brain is rolling like that, when you're more by yourself, right? And it's exhausting to you. Like, but you're better to talk things out. So like when you're with people, it's like, it's not as exhausting to talk out of thought. Right. Rather than to sit and just let it roll and roll. Right, right, right. Oh man, like it's the opposite for me. Like I can sit there and roll a thought around and be like, yeah, and just dig into it. But to talk to people about it, like if it was a group of people, be like, oh no, this is weird. So if I if I'm driving down the road, and something pops in my head, mm. I know who I need to talk to about that. Like the person pops in my head too, so I call them immediately, and then yeah. I just start talking. You know, and that's yeah. how I think. I process through that, and it's really hard for my wife. You know, because <laughs> I've we've been on like a trip or something, and I'll be like, I'll just start asking her. You know, what do you think about this? You know, and I want to talk about it. She gets frustrated with me, though. Like, she, those conversations last for like five minutes until I really tick her off because she feels like I'm challenging her when all I'm doing is like, I'm just, I'm trying to, to get some back and forth going so I can process. Well, she doesn't process like that. And so, like, it just turns into a fight. And I'm like, okay, well, we just won't talk. Oh, <laughs> like, man. Yeah. That's when I first started, I got a couple chapters into this. I remember stopping uh, a couple weeks ago. Up at the front when I came in to practice for worship, and I was like, and I told you, I was like, man, this is already helping. This book is already helping me. Like, Tiff and I were just, just literally talking about some plan or something that happened, and, and that's when I noticed. I was like, the way we process is different. Like, she likes to process more verbally, like more. Mm-hmm. And she started to say something one day. I was walking in the restroom, and I was, I was like, and it hit me. I was like, I just walked away, like, while she was still asking. I was like, it wasn't intentional. I wasn't like trying to disrespect her, but I was kind of like, oh man, it was overloading me a little bit. I was like, oh no. And like, you're processing that thought in a different internal, way. Internally, yeah. yeah. So I was like, yeah. oh man. I was like, this is where I need to be like, turn around and be like, hey, I'm sorry. Like, and apologize. And, and it actually helped so much to do that. And then we sit down and talk about it better. I was like, man, so cool. But it's hard because naturally, like, you don't want to do it that way. And so, yeah, like, for, for, for me, when, you know, Emma comes home and, you know, she's very, she, she gets into every detail. So before she gets the context of what she's saying, she has to give me every detail that led up to this thing before she gets to that point where she says what we're really talking about. And I'm sitting here. Side tracks. Yeah, I'm sitting here like, would you please just tell me the main point? I don't care about all this. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, if you tell me the main point, then I can work from there. But when you try to build into it, like, you've lost me, like, completely. And so that's created so much frustration for her and for me, you you know for sure and I, I dude my brother is good at like teaching people and processing and working with people through things like i am not like i'm like give it to me and like let's go on and so i it's like it's so hard for me you know in that setting to be like the good husband that i should be and i failed her horribly so many times oh yeah that was, that was exactly the realization i had when i had that moment i was like oh man how many times in the past have i been trying to process myself right and totally missed the mark so bad with her i'm like oh man like we have to learn to compromise on this like to understand it better I'm yes like, yeah. absolutely and i was only laughing so hard because like as you're saying that stuff i'm like yes like every every time i'm telling a story she's probably like oh my god brian get to the point and i'm like <laughs> i'm like but steve was involved in this thing i'm like oh and steve you got 
whole, his entire backstory. I'm like, I'm like, he was born in... <laughs> and she's like, I don't care. Tell me the story. The humidity was. <laughs> now, is Tay an, an extrovert? Uh, t- probably more introverted than more extrovert. introverted. Probably a little. She's... <sighs> so you guys, like, ideally, like, like, we to, would be like crawl up and front of a fire and just hang out like, type of we, thing we, and just not say anything. I missed last week because we went away for our anniversary. Um, we had our five year anniversary and we had big Europe plans. Awesome! And Congratulations. Some, certain things that we did not go because of the pregnancy and COVID. Yeah. So we found ourselves in a cabin in Hawking Hills and just you two, just us. Took you know steaks to grill out on. Never left and really just relaxed. And that's where we find, even we've been on cruises before where that's where we're at. We're on the balcony by ourselves, just Mm -hmm. being with each other, whether we're just sitting there reading or talking or whatever, but that's where we re-energize. Do you, I mean, like, so I'm sharing, we're sharing kind of some of our struggles communicating with, because Tiff's, she's more extroverted probably. Yeah, she's Amber. Amber, she has very, some introspective spots. So uh, she's got a good balance about the planning. Yeah, she's awesome with that. But like, but then the way she processes with an immediate thought is more verbal, whereas mm-hmm. I'm not. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's it's cool trying to work through that. The hands and feet. Do you feel like you don't have those troubles as much, do, or do you feel like it just comes in a different way? It comes in a different way because you're two introverts, and so then neither one of you are processing it out loud, and so then you're both struggling to verbalize it and work through every part of it. Instead of having like somebody, you know, to say it and then you figure it out and then bounce off of it and talk mm-hmm. about it. It's kind of like you're both kind of processing and then sometimes you're processing at different wavelengths and not even realizing it. And mm-hmm. you think the outcome, the outcome's different and you're going about it different ways. And mm-hmm. so that can cause some, some stress for sure. Do you think that might be like, cause even the, like the whole little four letter system, right? The introvert, extrovert. Explain the four letter system. Yeah. Cause I don't, I, I don't know it. <laughs> Great. I was just, I just know like where he was getting that the thinking and feeling is a thing even within the introvert or any of them I think. Mm-hmm. So maybe she feels more and you think more or something like that towards and, and it's not you know and, and you know the introvert extrovert you're not like you know pinned into one. No, 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 like, no, no I mean no. everybody's it's, somewhere it's, in the middle. Yeah. Like, it's a yeah. definitive like fluid situation. Yeah. You know, like you know, like you're kind of in the middle there. And so I mean, there's times where you know, like you know, she's like Emma in a planner. You know, and mm-hmm. some you know, and I, I, I kind of go to that extreme sometimes too, but. It can definitely cause, you know, that kind of the same controversy where, you know, you're not, neither one of you know how to process it, you know, and so, or not process it, but to vocalize it and to verbalize it. Absolutely. But I mean, you know, the energy, because I was reading something about it and it was talking about how, you know, the difference in how you gain energy as an introvert versus an extrovert. And, you know, the, you have the extremes where, you know, an extrovert's going to have to be in a group and that's how they're going to gain just energy to, to function. And then the introvert is in silence alone. And you know, like there's times that like in my life that I crave those times where it's like, I just crave that moment where, you know, I just need just, (laughs) just a couple minutes to just check out. And, and that's not, you know, entirely mentally or anything, but just to really be alone and really process, you know, um, last year when my father passed away, you know, Tay understands me well enough to know that I need to just process and not verbalize my emotions and act out on emotions just to really think about it. And, 
And so that's, I mean, that's a healthy part of our relationship. But I mean, that, so like looking back, I can really see where that's really how I kind of get that, that mental energy sometimes. I had a, mm-hmm. I had a buddy who I went on a mission trip. It's one of, one of the best mission trips that I've been on just from a, just it, the value of it for me. And it was to India. It was the first time I went to India and we went and we had, we all, there was three of us that were communicators like going in and we were preaching to a, a gr- like a large group of preachers, like maybe 150, 200 preachers. Like, yeah, it was a big group of preachers. And, and so we go and, and, and we're there. And so we would speak during the day, but then we would do other things as well. One of the things we do is we would interact with the children that were in this boy and girl home where they would bring the kids in and the girls would stay in one place and they would give them a, you know, a, a education, but they would also like, you know, instill Christian values in them and teach them Christian things. And, you know, it, it was, it's a big deal. And so we're there and, and one of the days, like they have all the kids are there and we're playing games with them and interacting with them, putting on like a, I don't know, I maybe like a mini VBS type thing, but it was like game time. It was a lot of fun. And I'm going out there, I'm playing with the kids and there's so much energy. And I, I noticed that my friend is gone. <laughs> and so I go into like our where our space where we're where we're staying and I go to see him and and he goes, I'm not trying to me be mean, but you need to get out of here and leave me alone for like you're gonna give me an hour. Like he was just he was to that point yeah. as an introvert where yeah. he had to he had to get away. He had to be alone. Now he was wise enough to understand that about himself at that point and, and still, you know, college age kid, you know, learning and, and, but he had already gotten to that place where he knew himself well enough to know I need this. And he goes, I'm not trying to be me, but I need this time. You've got to give me this time. Now as, as his friend, like I got it. And it makes it like, it made me chuckle, not at him, but just at the situation because, you know, for one, his willingness to say it, you know, and then just to know that about him and to see right. that and recognize that and and then to go out and know that like I'm playing with these kids and like be, being more energized by just hanging out and running around and sweating and yelling and talking and all this stuff and and he's needs to re-energize by being completely secluded by himself in his room just there right. in himself you know and 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 I think I think that's the biggest thing like if you understand yourself then you're going to better position yourself to be effective in whatever way God wants to use you. But if you don't, if he was to force himself to be in that environment or for me, what I found for myself, like even like working on a sermon, like I can't sit down and study to work on a sermon. My, my sermons come from what I'm taking in as I'm doing other things and as I'm around other people. And, and where I'm most effective communicating is when I can like use those types of illustrations of living my life and then incorporating it into the word of God. Whereas he is, he is a thinker. He's a, he's, right. he gets down into it. He, he studies it. He, he knows, you know, he, he takes time for his Greek. He's, I think he's, I don't know if he's finished his PhD, but I know that he was working on a PhD. So, so he's a doctor. He needs yeah. to come on. He's a doctor. He actually need, yeah, is a doctor. Yeah. Like <laughs> legit. Doctors no here, offense, yeah. Nelson, but he, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but you know, it's, and he speaks more from the intellectual side of things and, and relating to people from that. And incredible communicator. But we all, we both communicate this. And what, what the guy said, the, the other guy that was with us is more of a feeler. Like he, he was very, I don't know the best way to explain, but, but the, the main guy over this at the end, he goes, you brought the passion talking to me. 
you brought the feeling and you brought the intellect. And it, right. it, it like, God brought that group together, right? Yeah, it was yeah. a perfect combination for, the, for, for speaking at that event. But like, awesome. it is amazing because we had translators, but yet the passion of that still came across to them. Like they still got that. Mm-hmm. They still felt that, you know, which seems crazy, but that's the Holy Spirit. And that's where it does not come back know? void. Yeah, yeah right? absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Man. Yeah. That's awesome. So I had to look it up when you were talking about that. I was like, oh man, I feel dumb so I didn't know it. <laughs> so Myers-Briggs, right? That's the type of test. Oh, okay. Okay. Carl Jung, which was Freud's nephew, and then eventually like kind of almost adversary because they disagreed. <laughs> so he comes up with this whole system, right, for psychological uh like kind of like uh sets like where we're at psychologically and they're all based on like four categories so it's are you introverted or extroverted like more outgoing or more like kind of introspective um sensing or intuiting right like do you feel it out or is it just kind of natural you know it like um thinking or feeling and then judging or perceiving so that's like and then Basically, everybody fits into these spots somewhere, but no, no extremes. Like it's not like anyone's a full-on extrovert or introvert. We're all kind of somewhere in the middle with all these mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it is amazing though. I don't know if you guys have recognized. You have on the scale. You're right. There, nobody fits these like one thing, but there are extremes to these that are really hard to, I don't know, be in relationship with, whether it be the person who completely secludes themselves and is, you know, just highly introverted, you know, or the person who is, you know, so extreme on the extroversion or, or leadership or challenge side of things that, that they, that they're hard to hang out with because they just never stop. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, those high capacity people from one side or the other, you know, being able to even be in relationship with those people sometimes can be a very challenging thing. Yeah. That's, that reminds me when you're saying that about the relationship part, right? And scripturally speaking, right? Like the oddity of the, like when, like one of the first things that Matt would talk, Matt was talking about the other day at the barbershop, the whole, you know, introversion and, and looking at it scripturally, right? Like Moses, when he looks at, when God's like, hey man, I need you to, tell these people and he's like can you pick somebody else like, yeah you know yeah i'm like dude that's awkward like hey god i'm i don't think this is the thing like this yeah, is not my thing this is it. Yeah. yeah 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 god calls him to yeah. it and he's like i don't trust myself <laughs> right you know i i can't do that and he says okay well i'm gonna use aaron but you know i chose you first and maybe in that if moses would have done that maybe some things that we see create problems later maybe wouldn't have been problems in his life if he would have just said, okay, God, I trust you. I'm going to lean into what you're saying in my life even though I don't feel like I want to do it, you know? Right. Because I, I can say some of the best communicators that I listen to from, like, preachers or scholars or whatever, a lot of those guys are introverts, and I can't I can't get enough of their stuff, right. you know? Um, they're often, that because of how they think through things, they're able to give perspectives that I just never would even come close to considering, you know, until hearing what they say. And so there is value in, in, in trusting in those hard things that maybe God calls us to, uh, in that for sure. Right. And I mean, that's the scriptural part was really neat to think about too, in the book. Absolutely. Like the different aspects that are there, like written, right in scripture that show you a little bit like peaks of that 
right there, like in God, even like the Holy Spirit, right, yeah, is it, identified as a still small voice. Well, and even not a shouting voice. Like, wouldn't you even say like yeah. some of the ways that Jesus is portrayed? It yeah. seems like maybe when he, he goes has, off in the woods. Yeah, yeah. he's. Yeah. It seems like he's maybe an introvert in yeah. in a lot of those things. Now he spoke and spoke well, but like he definitely was getting energy from just being in prayer times with God, right. you know, or being away from the big group, you know, with the smaller group. And he even in, even in how he invested his his energy, he he would preach these messages and heal people and do all these amazing things. But like it emphasized, he would go off and he would spend time speaking with that small group of men. And he had, you know, a few that were the, the inner group and then he has a bigger group and then a bigger group even than that, that he, that he would disciple, but he's definitely getting off by himself a lot. And it seems like to gain energy, of course he's getting energy from, you know, being in prayer and, and, and a deep relationship with God. Clearly that's energizing, you know, but, but it definitely seems that way. Right. In a lot of ways. Yeah. It's really cool. Be something to, you know, maybe spend some more time focused on, you know, Jesus's life from that, from that angle, even, you know, let me, let me ask you a question, but this is for both of you guys. So yeah. I both want you to kind of, you know, uh, maybe say, speak to this. So have you ever been in like a small group setting where, um, you know, they're going around and they're talking about something and, and maybe you go to say something and, and as you're saying, you're cut off and because people don't understand how you're processing and, you know, you've thought through this thing, you've spent a lot of time on this thing and then before you can get out like what you're going to say, like you get cut off. I know what you're both going to say before we even say it. Yes, the yeah. podcast is definitely that for me. It <laughs> <laughs> seems to happen about every Thursday. <laughs> Thursday night about 5.30. Strangest thing. No, absolutely. That is, I mean, you know, even if it's not even a small group or it could be just work related. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, even just lifestyle related where you're just like you have a, a thought, a process, and and you're working through that and then it gets shut down. And that, I mean, personally, that shuts me down, yeah. you know, I'm, you know, like where it's like, okay, well that wasn't valued. So, and there, and that is just someone else, someone else's, uh, identity really like that's how they're working through it. They're not talking over you. They're talking with you. And it's, and sometimes that's hard to understand. But you've already processed it. You've already right. went through it. And so, you know, by them kind of cutting you off, it's like, okay, like you don't value, you right. don't value me. Right. A lot of times in those situations, like, and, and there's a frustration to it or, or like a, like almost like a, a lack of significance thought, like something like that that gets you for a minute. But, but I try to understand too, that they're built different. I mean, mm-hmm. no, it's good in a way, like before I, but this is helping a ton in those little intricate parts. But part of my thing with that would just be to sit back and kind of wait till the end because people eventually like, they'll kind of run through it. All right. And as I'm doing, I'm like, I'm listening to like, all right, not what they're saying all the time, but how they're saying it. Or, or, or the pauses they have, right? I'm like, because people tell you a lot of things without the words sometimes or the mm-hmm. way they say them. And I'm like, and I'm getting to know those people better. I'm like, all right, if they want to talk that much, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to learn who they are, like while they're doing it. Like, and then I'll have something, you know, maybe a way to help them later. Like, or maybe they're going to help me. Like, one of the things that the, in that book that, that we were, that we've been talking about is, 
he said there was a a guy who had gotten really good at at using his ability to kind of process and think through things and even just getting people to, to get really hearing people and he that he would sit there and he would let people talk an entire afternoon you know at the end of that he would just say three words that maybe would encompass everything that was said that would be more meaningful than an entire <laughs> right. afternoon of, of talking right <laughs> just three words boom 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 and it just was like and they all left just feeling like yeah like that really captured it but because he had the ability and the other thing that he talked about that I thought was really neat and this is this this is the value of introverts okay that we're talking about okay and this is the thing like if, if you get nothing else if you're an introvert you have deep and great value in the church you may not be you may not feel valued um, and, and I don't think you can force this, you know, I don't think you can force people to see that value, but I think it's too important for extroverts to understand. Like if somebody's not saying something, it's not because they're dumb. It's not because they don't get it. It's not because they don't care. You know, in the, even if they, even if they're not looking at you, if, if they've got their head, he said the, the head cocked and the blank look, oh, yeah. that doesn't mean they don't care. You know, <laughs> that's in the fact, way I, I struggle with that so much. I've been doing it the whole time. You've like, been doing it to me the whole time. Would you stop? No, <laughs> I'm trying to like look around. I'm like, <laughs> But the th- it was cool, though, even with that said, like one of the things he said, as an introvert, he goes, I go through this checklist, I nod my head, I look really engaged, even if I'm not, you know, and, and I say, uh-huh, yeah, okay. You know, they throw that in, and that's not really how they feel, not really what they want to do, but if you don't, then people that are extroverts are going to feel like you don't care, you know, or that you don't value it, or that, you know, and so they're not going to process that with you, when actually processing that with you may be really valuable, because this is what he said. Sometimes introverts, by just being good listeners, which a, a lot of introverts are, you can just be yourself around them. Whereas if you're with other people and you're and you're just blah, 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 back and forth, you really aren't yourself. You're you're portraying something, but when you're when you're sitting there and somebody's listening to you and engaged and listening to you and and asking you questions about these things. It actually is helps you process more because um, you can actually be yourself in that moment, right? Which I thought was an awesome point to yeah. make. Kind of take off the mask in those one-on-one conversations. That and I think just the in group settings, it's it's more to process. Like more people are trying to get their uh, you know their thoughts out, so you lose the depth of conversation a lot of times in bigger groups. I think absolutely one-on-one, it's more yeah, you can really dig in. Yeah, yeah. good. Any other, any other thoughts, anything that stood out to you? It's something that maybe we're, we're kind of the end of our time, but um, any, anything else that you, you think would, would give value to this that you guys have kind of, as you guys have processed this, this idea? I had a random thought. Like just, and when you said that, like, hold on, let me ask you guys about this. Like the term old soul, you think that's like an, a term for introvert people or is it, I'm not sure how that works really. Like would you apply that to someone like that or is it more like, just somebody who's like, I don't know, different. I, I I mean, just, and again, this is my extrovert. I'm processing as I talk. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Here we go. It's never got you into I'm trouble. I'm going to give you time to think <laughs> through yeah. this, Thank Nelson. You very much. Yes. <laughs> um, I think there are definitely aspects or characteristics of someone who's an introvert that that term could actually could, would would absolutely apply to you know because 
it's somebody who I mean this is this is what is always this is this is something that's always stuck with me like if you don't say anything and you're in and you're in a in a group setting sometimes you look more intelligent by just keeping your mouth shut <laughs> than just talk spewing off whatever's coming to your mind. Amen. You know what I'm saying? The stoic aspect. He's so, really quiet. He looks like he's intelligent. <laughs> uh, maybe not. <laughs> maybe there really is nothing going on right now in that blank stare. <laughs> but 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 I think that, you know, there there is a there are absolutely things about that from a from an you know, from an introvert standpoint that that could absolutely absolutely encompass, you know, that label for sure. Yeah. And like, like gener- this is, I mean, this is just a thought, so I'm going to think out loud quickly. So it wow. might not make Uh-oh. any sense Out of his wheelhouse, folks. But, Here we you go. Know, when, you, when you said old soul, that's kind of like, if you think back to the generations before us and the, the people that you knew, I feel like you recognize more introverts in times past. Um and that I think is a cultural um, change, cultural shift between the introvert and the extrovert. And it's just kind of interesting to think about, like for me right now is to think about, you know, some people in the past and to see how they process things and how different the reactions were and how they interacted with each other. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, my friends, if we come to the end of our time have we? together, I don't feel like you can wrap it up without like without talking about First Corinthians. Okay. Hammer it. Twelve, right? Do it. Because that's what this is about, truly, right? Like the understanding that we can celebrate our differences in this introversion, extroversion, wherever we're at in the middle, all of us. Because we are one body in Christ. Mm. Yeah. Right? Paul says to the Corinthians, he says, uh, now if the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. It would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. It would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. Hmm. Amen. Amen. The word will not come back void. Does not. I mean, you know, this is a subject that you know we we've read people's thoughts on. We've we've discussed. We processed within ourselves. But God was doing it long before that, and He knows us, and and um. I do. I think it is extremely important to try to find, to see what God sees in one another, you know, the value of that, the beauty of that, you know, and then the boldness to, to be what God has called you to be, you know, even when it seems countercultural, because that's what we're called to, you know, radical living in Christ. And that radical living may be, Spending a month in a cabin writing a book, you know, I mean, what is that for you? I don't know. But I think it's not getting caught up in, you know, the, the, the rapid, you know, the rapids, you know, of this river of life that, that we're being 
pushed down, but getting off and, and, and just being, finding the rhythm that brings energy to our life that makes us most effective for the ministry that God has set before each and every one of us. Hmm. And when we do, like, watch out, man. Like, right. it will be a blessing, not just to us. It will be a huge blessing to us to find that, you know, and to really embrace it, but then to so many other people that God wants to touch with you, no matter your personality, no matter if you're an introvert or an extrovert, because he is the one who provides the faith and the power and the joy and the peace and everything that backs us up. He's the one. Amen. It's his gifts. Good stuff, man. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. Well, Brian, would you like to end us in prayer tonight? Sure. Great. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Um, thank you for this talk. Um, we hope that uh, that it's landed on ears that need to hear it, and we're sure it has because your word doesn't come back void. Amen. But we hope that um, that it can help people with struggles they're having, or with um, communication with others. We hope that above all, this is a uh, this is not a thing to be divisive, but it's been used to be a to highlight the the fact that we're all complementary in you, hmm. uh, our hands and feet, as Paul said. Um, thank you, Lord, for that gift in our faith. Um, in Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Thank you, Brian. Thanks for coming out. Appreciate it. And we'll see you guys next week. See you. See you. <laughs>